so tonight I'm going to share on holiness. Okay, I want to talk about holiness. Uh, something that I hardly uh, share on. Of course, I do touch it every time I'm ministering. Uh, every time I'm speaking, it will always come out. Uh, however, for the longest time, because, you know, my wife has been more of my cover because many times she's the one that will be teaching. Okay, she'll teach on holiness. Uh, she'll teach on purity. And she'll blast everyone there. Then me, I'll just be the good guy. I'll come and I'll talk about the move of God, the presence of God, and everyone will love me and everyone will hurt her because she's addressing something very cardinal and critical. So, but then seeing she's been away, um, seeing she's been away, I am now forced. I have to address this subject of holiness, okay? Because it's very, very cardinal that we address the subject of uh, holiness to a generation. Praise the name of the Lord. So uh, now, here's the thing, eh? Uh, many times, uh, I know we've been in a season of revival. We've been dealing with revival. We've been talking about revival. We've been propagating and pushing for revival. We want to see the move of God. We want to see the move of the Spirit. Uh, you know, and sometimes uh, it feels like every time you stop and you start to deal with holiness, it feels as though you are actually wasting time. Okay, because it's very far from revival. But I tell you the truth, every revival begins uh, with people, men and women that are given to a life of holiness, a life of consecration. Okay, so when many people are given to holiness, revival can be wielded easily. Uh, many people want to wield revival minus first uh, setting their lives apart, minus first living lives that are given to holiness. So it's very, very important to understand that even as you are seeking revival, even as you are seeking the move of God, holiness is cardinal and holiness is key. Uh, some of the angels, for example, before I even go into the teaching in itself, this is just like me trying to introduce this. Some of the angels, for example, that move in a revival, okay, uh, the angels of God's glory. Now, before the angels of God's glory come, usually you will find uh, a class of angels mentioned in the Bible. Either I think they should be mentioned either once or twice called the seraphim angels. So when the seraphim angels uh, begin to move, they are called the burning ones. Literally, seraph means fiery, burning. Okay, so usually before any major revival, one of the things you will notice is that seraphim angels will move over a generation. And the reason for which seraphim angels are moving over a generation is that they move with their fire to purify Okay, they move with their fire to purify and the moving of the seraphim angels to purify is the love and the mercy of God. So every time when you start to see seraphim coming is because there's a major revival coming and you start to see many seraphims coming, many seraphim angels coming and you start to see many messages on holiness, many messages on returning back to the heart of the father. The reason why those messages are coming is because, uh, you know, there's a revival that is coming. So God adds on the message of purity, the message of holiness and sends seraphim angels to enforce the purity, to enforce the holiness. And the reason why this is happening is because they must cleanse every manner of uh, unholy living. They must cleanse and clean up 
every manner of activity that is not consistent with the will of God. So seraphim angels will begin to move to clean out every dirt, to clean out anything that is not consistent with God. Why? Because that is the way in which God is expressing his love for the revival that is coming. You know, many people say, don't judge me, don't judge me, don't judge me. When revival comes, you will be judged. And so seraphim angels must come. Ministers must be equipped to propagate the message of revival. You know, say, no, don't don't judge me. Judgment will come when revival comes. Uh, and that is why you will notice, for example, when... Uh, uh, when, when, when revival had hit a certain height in the book of Acts, when revival had hit a certain height in the book of Acts, Ananias and Sapphira, okay, Ananias and Sapphira sell a property, they make a pledge, we'll sell our land, and once we sell our land, what we are going to, uh, what we are going to do is that we are going to bring a portion of the money to kingdom expansion, okay, so, well, actually, they said they will bring the money to kingdom expansion. So, now, what is happening is after they sell their land, okay, after they sell their land, uh, you know, they are asked, is this all you sold your land for? Yes, this is all we sold our land for. Meanwhile, they had gotten a portion of it. They lied, okay? And when they lied, judgment fell upon them. Another one fell. The other one came. Is this really true? He says, yes, this is what happened. Okay, okay. The feet of those that collected, you know, your partner are coming also. Judgment fell again. This is New Testament. Okay. That is why it's very dangerous. When the move of God becomes very intense over a church, over a group of people, there is certain living you should not tolerate. Okay. There is certain living you should not tolerate because you may even think that it's the forces of darkness. Okay. That have judged you. No, the person of the Holy Spirit himself will try and preserve you in that moment. Why? Because revival will not allow for any living that is not holy. The move of God will not allow for any living that is not holy. Where people lying before yes they were lying but this time around ananias and Sapphira make a mistake they lie in an atmosphere of god's glory they lie in an atmosphere that is charged that is why certain types of living will not be tolerated for the move of god that is coming okay if you have been you know living a certain way god has been using you you keep doing you know all sorts of strange things you keep living the way you want you keep living anyhow you know and it seems that it's tolerated i am telling you when the move of god starts to intensify you may not survive it okay it's very very cardinal many of you are praying we want revival we want revival god is trying to show his love to you by beckoning you to live a life that is holy because when revival comes it will judge anything that is unclean because the two realities cannot coexist the presence of god cannot coexist in a reality that is not consistent with holiness so when God wants to prepare a generation for revival. He starts to first uh, beckon them to live holy lives, to live in a reality of holiness. It's very, very important that we actually understand that. So now let's go into definitions. What is holiness? Okay. Now I know there's many definitions to holiness. I know there's, you know, many, many uh, 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 ways in which people think concerning holiness, uh, the way people talk about holiness and things of that sort. Okay, so what is holiness? Holiness, uh, to be holy means to be set apart for God and his purposes. Okay, so to be holy means to be set apart for God and his purposes. Holiness is set apartness. Okay, holiness is set apartness. Holiness is sacredness. Okay, holiness is sacredness. It includes moral 
purity and purification. Okay, holiness is set-apartness, sacredness. It includes moral purity and purification. Okay, so now anything that has been set apart as holy belongs to God and for his purposes. Anything set apart as holy belongs to God and for his purposes. Holiness is not what you do. Holiness is who you are. Okay, it's very important for us to understand that holiness is part, it sh should be part of your nature. It's not something you do. It is something that you are. It is not what you do. It is who you are. You know, I hear many people say, uh, many people say, Lelon uh, Pasande. You know, have you heard people say that before? Say, ah, Lelon Sunday, ah, Stingachte Vaso, Lelon Pasande. You know, have you heard people say, ah, Kunon Kuchech, Stingachte Vintvaso? No, 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 no. Holiness is not what you are doing. It is who you are. It is a nature that you should carry. Whether you are in the toilet, whether you are in the bathroom, whether you are at church, whether you are walking through school, it is who you are. Okay, it is who you are. It is not what you are doing. It is who you are. It's it's like it's like it's like your it's like your gender. Okay, it's either you are male or you are female. You don't say that. Ah, lelo niliku lelo niliku party yaba. You know, I'm at a kitchen party, so I should I should be like a woman. No, 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 no. Whether you are at a kitchen party and you are male, you are still male. Okay, whether you go to a uh, uh, to a football match and there's a lot of males watching, you are still female. Okay, it is who you are. It is your identity. It is not what you are doing. Okay, people will say, ah, no, no, no. It's not what you decide that today I will try and be holy. No, 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 no. It is who you are. You should live a holy life because it's part of your spiritual DNA. Holiness should be consistent throughout. Okay. Now, again, let me, let, let's move on uh, as we are introducing. Holiness is not a set of rules that you are to be, that are to be obeyed. Holiness is not a set of rules that are to be obeyed. You, you see that you, every time, every time you integrate rules to holiness, people fail. Okay, the children of Israel are an, are an example. Every instruction God gave them, every covenant that God struck with them, many of them, they broke them. God says, don't do this, they do it. God says, don't, do, they do it, okay? So holiness is not merely just a set of rules. Many people are looking for a set of rules. And you see, the thing is that when you start to look for a set of rules, you will discover that there is always a loophole. Okay, there is always a loophole for other things to happen. Because if I give you a set of rules and say, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. The next day you will do something off and you will say, but Pastor Cham, you didn't integrate that in the set of rules that you gave me. Okay, so it's not a set of rules. There's a consciousness that comes from living in a holy lifestyle. There's a consciousness that comes by embracing holiness as your lifestyle. You will get to a place where rules will not be consistent with you. The lifestyle you have embraced in itself will give you a pattern of which you should walk by a pattern of which you should live by because you have embraced a certain culture Paul got tired of giving rules of don't do this you know have you ever heard many rules say don't do this you shouldn't look like that don't try this don't listen to this song then you now uh, you you find yourself in a place where it's so complicated for you that you are constantly asking for uh, you're constantly asking for uh for, for uh, from people uh, should I do this what about this song is it right what about this movie is it right when you embrace the culture of holiness you will get to a place where you will no longer st start asking questions 
questions. You are asking too many questions because you are looking at holiness as a set of rules. And when you look at holiness as a set of rules, you will always be looking for the loophole of which rule was not addressed in the set of rules that was given to you. So you have to embrace it as a culture. Paul got to a place where he said, you know what? Walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. The one simple rule he gave was walk in the spirit. If you walk in the spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. It means that when you are walking a lifestyle consistent to the spirit, you will stop asking questions. The life you are walking, the life that you are living itself will begin to tell you this you can't do. You will not need to ask your pastor, okay, what if I just kiss her on the peck and we are not married? What if I just kiss her on the cheek? Pastor, I'm not testing the waters. I am just, you know, I'm just at the show. You, you will know by virtue of walking in the spirit that that lifestyle is not consistent with what should happen. Okay, so let's move on. Uh, holiness is a spirit, okay? Holiness is a spirit. It's part of God's nature. Romans 1.4. Let's read Romans chapter number 1 and verses number 4. And it says, and who, and, 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 and uh, let me, let me read it from the middle. And who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Okay. It says whom through the spirit of holiness. Okay. So holiness is a spirit. Holiness is a spirit that you should actually embrace the same way. When we talk about lust, lust is a spirit. Okay, you have to understand that lust is a spirit and holy living also is propagated by a spirit. So Romans chapter number one and verses number four. So now I'm going to give you at the end, I'm going to give you practical ways to be holy. But before I go into the practical ways to be holy, I just want to give you some generic, uh, generic answers of how you can be holy before we can go into the practical ones. Okay, how can you be holy? Okay, how can you be holy? How can one be holy? Number one, uh, you receive holiness at your new birth. Okay, at your new birth, you receive holiness at your new birth. What is the new birth? When you gave your life to the Lord. At our new birth, our spirit is made holy. Okay, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, common portion of scripture. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. So you walk in holiness to the degree that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. So you received holiness at your new birth. Okay, your spirit got re-energized. Your spirit got a renewal. It's the first encounter of holiness by accepting Jesus as your Lord and your personal savior. So at your new birth, you receive holiness. Okay, you walk into the reality of holiness. That is why it's very difficult to attain holiness outside the helping of the Holy Spirit. It's very difficult to attain holiness outside the premise of which Jesus has already paid the price for it. It's very difficult. I hear many people say, well, I want to fix my life. Have you heard people say that before? Ah, I want to fix my life. Then I will go to church. You know, and one of the funniest things I've heard, I remember the first time, uh, I think we were doing a, a Holy Communion service as a church. 
uh, so it was the first Holy Communion service. I had done it before in places where I'd been, but as a church, it was the first time. And I kept on receiving messages of people saying, Pastor, me, I don't want to take Holy Communion. I, I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. No, <laughs> I laughed. Because if you are a sinner, you need it more than all of us. You need Holy Communion. <laughs> you need to take it more than all of us. Okay? It's very, very important to understand that. Say, no, me, I don't need to go to church because first I need to fix my life. You need church more than all of you need to be in that place more than all of us okay so it's at your new birth it's very important to understand that it's at your new birth that you actually uh encounter holiness it's at your new birth that you are actually made holy when you accept jesus as lord and personal savior and your spirit is re-energized the new creation has come the old has gone the new is here Okay, so when you accept Jesus as Lord and personal Savior, they may be saying, well, Pastor Cham, you were the one that was doing ABCD. You were the one that was rapping, you know, saying all sorts of things in, you know, in, in, the, in, in, in your rap songs, insulting and saying, oh, this, any rapper that wants to challenge me in ABCD. And, you know, I do this, I do this, I do this. I'm going to do this to you. All those rappers that were challenging me and I was challenging them back in my rap songs, telling me, telling them about, you know, how, what I'm going to do to their girlfriend, what I'm going to do to them, all those things. When you now meet me and you say, well, is this the pastor charm that was saying that, you know, according to heaven's template, they don't remember that pastor charm. Why? The old has gone. The new is here. That is why some of you should refuse being uh, attached to where you are coming from. It's a good reference point as a testimony, but it's not who you are. The old has gone. And it's not saying that the old one is being reconfigured. It's saying there's a new creation. It's a new being altogether. Okay. They didn't just remodify the old pastor charm that was saying we are taking over the game. No, no, no. They didn't remodify that one. They didn't remodify the pastor Cham that was doing all sorts of strange things. No, they literally brought in a new creation. Okay, so don't allow anyone to identify you with where you are coming from. There are some of you, this is when you've started loving prayer. This is when you've started loving God. This is when you've started loving the things of the spirit. This is when you've started having an intimate relationship with God. And sometimes there are people that will come and they'll begin to say, We are just the same. No, we are not the same. I am a new creation. It's not the old pastor charm that has been remodified. No, it's a new creation, a totally new one. The old has gone. The new is here. You can't compare me with where I am coming from. This is a new pastor charm altogether. You can't reference me with where I am coming from. This is a new pastor charm altogether. That template has been done away from. I have broken up with my past and there won't be any reunion. There won't be any text messages saying, what have you been up to? I have broken up with every tie to my past. We had a bad breakup and we are not going to reunite anymore. We ended that relationship long ago. Praise the Lord. I am a new creation. Hallelujah. Oh, I sense a fire in my spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. That breakup is not going to be resolved anymore. There's no amount of counseling that will fix this, that relationship I had with that old nature of me. There is no amount of relationship coaching that will fix that relationship again. We had a bad breakup and it won't be fixed. It can't be fixed. That bad break, it won't be fixed. Oh Lord, Karabash Katele Bambi Digaskiata Orakapabia. It's like it's like that X that no one wants to look at. It, it won't happen again. Okay, we had a bad breakup. Okay. 
so at our new birth, okay, that is where we encounter holiness. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, number two, okay, number two, uh, how, how you become holy. Number two, by fellowship with the person of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so when you come into uh, the new birth experience, Okay, when you come into the new birth experience, it doesn't end there. Now, I hear many people say, well, because I'm saved, I just have to live the way I want to live. No, it doesn't work like that. When you uh, give your life to the Lord, okay, you have to now start coming into intimacy. And the Holy Spirit has to cultivate the culture of holiness around your life. It's very, very important. So by the fellowship of the person of the Holy Spirit, you are put into a place where the nature of holiness is awakened. The nature of holiness within you is activated. Okay, 1 Corinthians 16, 11 says, and, 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 and that is what some of you were, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. You were sanctified, justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. By who? By the Spirit of God. The Spirit of the Lord will set you apart. The Spirit of the Lord will sanctify you. The spirit of the Lord will uh, cultivate the nature of holiness in you. That is why he is called the Holy Spirit, not a worldly spirit, not an unclean spirit, not a lustful spirit. He is called the Holy Spirit because he will make you holy. So when you start to interface, when you start to relate with the person of the Holy Spirit, when you start to behold the person of the Holy Spirit, what you will notice is that the Holy Spirit will begin to make you holy. Do you know that the law of the spirit is that the, uh, there's a law in the spirit called the law of, of, of interfacing. Any reality you interface with, you become like. And Paul echoed this in the book of Corinthians. He says, he says that, uh, that what we behold, we actually become. So everything that you are beholding, you are becoming. When you behold a certain reality, you become that reality. And so when you begin to behold the person of the Holy Spirit, you become as holy as the person of... He will start to make you holy. That nature of him, that is holy. Do you know there are many spirits, but he's the only Holy Spirit. So when you interface with the person of the Holy Spirit, he imparts that nature of holiness. He cultivates the nature of holiness when you interface with a lustful spirit that lustful spirit will make you become the thing that it is because whatever you behold you become. Why do you think people that love each other, people that are married, begin to look like each other? Haven't you seen this before? That you start to see a married couple and you say, they look alike. They look like brother and sister. Some of you, when you look at your parents, you look at your mother and your father. And you're wondering, why do they look alike? Because they have been beholding each other that they begin to become. Okay? They begin to align. Every time they look at each other, their faces, their faces begin to align to each other because they keep beholding each other. So every reality that you begin to behold, you become, okay? So every reality you behold, you become. So when you behold the person of the Holy Spirit, when you interact with the person of the Holy Spirit, he will cultivate the culture of holiness. One of the main reasons why people are not walking in holiness is because they are not interacting with a Holy Spirit. They are interacting with a worldly spirit. They are interacting with an unclean spirit. They are interacting with, an, with a lustful spirit. That is why they can't cultivate the culture of holiness because they are beholding a spirit that is... That 
is imparting its nature on them and they are becoming like that spirit. How do you know someone is beholding a lustful spirit? You will see by the, the way they do things. You will see by their conduct. You will not need, you don't need to be in their private time. Just see what they are expressing. Just see who they have become. Every time I see who, who you have become, I can tell what spirit you are interfacing with. Every time you see someone become something, it shows you the spirit they have been interfacing with. When you see a drunkard, it shows you the spirit they've been interfacing with. When you see someone walking in perpetual fornication, perpetual adultery, you can tell what spirit they have been interfacing with. That is why many of you, you are trying to achieve holiness. You are trying to achieve a lifestyle of holiness. Meanwhile, you don't want to let go of the Kardashians. You don't want to let go of all those dirty shows on TV. You don't want to let go of all those terrible movies you keep interfacing with the wrong spirit yet you want to replicate the nature of the holy spirit it doesn't work like that you must interface with the person of the holy spirit to replicate the nature of the holy spirit it's very very important that you understand that okay praise the name of the lord hallelujah Okay, how you become holy. Number three, by the word. The word sanctifies. John 17, 17 says, sanctify them by the truth. The word, your word is the truth. John 17, 17, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is the truth. Okay, so when you begin to read the word of God, there is something about the word of God as you are reading the word of God, as you are reading the word of God. The word of God is sanctifying you. The word of God is cleaning you. The word of God is, you know, anidoba, you know that song, anisuka. When you are reading the word of God, the word of God is sukaling you. It's cleaning all those, it starts to clean. All those strange thought patterns, the word of God starts to clean them. All those thought patterns you were having, the word of God is cleaning them out, cleaning them out, cleaning them out, cleaning them out, cleaning them out. You are sanctified by the truth. Okay, the truth hurts and deception will kill. Okay, it's very important to understand that the truth hurts and deception will kill. So now many times you will discover that many people don't want to hear the truth. The truth you are avoiding is the truth that will sanctify you. Do you know that there are many people that are avoiding this particular uh, message because they even know what it would do to them? Have you ever been in a place where you're saying, I don't want to go to Pastor Cham and hear him speak because I know what his message will make me become? Have you heard someone tell you that, ah, they even know that the word of God will clean out all that debt. They even know that the word of God will clean out all those behaviors, but they do not want to interact with it. There are some people they saw holiness. Ah, today it's not my midweek. I'll come for the next one. Because they know that that word will pierce. That word will come with truth. I'm telling you, you are better off receiving the word that pierces your heart. It pierces your heart. It convicts you, but it cleans you than hearing the than hearing lies that pollute you the more okay pollute you the more many times one of the things i'll begin to do when i begin to notice that i am slacking in an area in 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 in, in times past when i was just you know uh getting serious with the Lord, one of the things I would notice is that when I am slacking in an area, I would begin to 
listen to messages that are rebuking me in that area. Sometimes it will be painful. It will be difficult sometimes to even listen to a message talking about holiness because I know it's talking about me. It would be painful. But after one week of consistently listening, I would discover that all of the sudden that message is enjoyable. I'm no longer feeling it's pain. I'm no longer feeling it's strike. I'm no longer feeling it. Why? Because that I'm no longer living like that. I'm living powerfully and I can listen to a message on holiness and I'm happy. I'm saying, wow, bring on that message have you ever been in that place where bale, bale funda message on holiness and you are happy you're saying pastor teach that message people need to hear it you know because you know this one is not for me i have crossed this mountain already i have crossed this bridge on already pastor teach this message tell them tell, bring it on pastor you even take a seat bring that message on why because you know you have overcome that one but you discover that if if you keep avoiding such messages it's the same thing with prayer if you are prayerless listen to messages on prayer and don't listen to all those nice nice messages where people are saying you know uh, it's not how much you pray listen to those that are extreme those that are telling you if you don't pray for five hours if you don't pray for th three hours you are not a serious man those are the messages you need at least even if you don't hit that three hours you'll find that you'll do two hours you'll do one hour 30 minutes and your prayer life is being revived listen to the word of god it will cleanse you it will stare the culture of holiness within you because you listen to messages of that regard. So the truth is very, very cardinal. So even as I am saying this, don't say, no, Pastor Chamo is attacking me. Pastor Chamo is saying this about me. No, take it as, this is a bitter pill to swallow, but it will bring healing. It's a bitter pill to swallow, but it will bring healing. I am touched, but it will bring healing. Very, very important for you to actually understand that. Number four, uh, and then we can go into the practical manifestations of holiness. Number four, uh, holiness, okay, how you move into holiness, you have to decide. It's a decision you make by faith of what has already been achieved through Christ. So it has already been achieved through Christ. Ours is to walk in it, but you have to make a decision to actually walk in the reality of it. You have to make a conscious decision. If you don't make a conscious decision to live a holy life, unholy living will happen by default. I'll say that again. If you don't make a conscious decision to live a holy life, unholy living will creep in by default. Okay? It will creep in by default. So you have to walk in, okay, by intention. Every day you make a conscious decision. I will walk holy. You know, I will live a holy life. Mine is holiness. Mine is holiness. I cannot gratify the desires of the flesh. I cannot live a life that is not consistent with the pattern that God has. You have to make a conscious decision. Dying to the flesh daily. Crucifying the flesh daily. Lest after you have preached, you fall to the very same thing you have been preaching. So you have to make a conscious decision. Don't just be walking chpante pante anyhow. No, 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 no. You have to make a conscious decision. If you walk chpante pante, you will find that unholy living will creep in by default you will not and sometimes you know i was talking to thelma earlier we were praying and i was talking to her earlier and she said you know i was on a on a bus somewhere and a secular song was playing and i didn't even pay attention to it but when i got home the secular song started ringing in my head and she had to make a conscious decision to bring down that thought pattern that is trying to exalt itself above the knowledge of the Lord. Haven't you heard a certain melody? You were not paying attention. You were just on a bus. A certain melody was 
pumped into your soul. You got home and that melody started ringing. It started ringing. It started ringing. And you're just wondering why. Oh, lo, lo, lo. It's ringing. Why is this tune? And you're wondering, is this one of the chants by Theophilus? You go into your library and you search in the spirit and you discover Theophilus has not authored this one. You now go into the spirit. Maybe it's Pastor Cham. He chanted this at the 36 hour prayer marathon. You search it. Even Lolo, oh, Lolo, Lolo is not finding expression somewhere. Say, no, 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 this is not the You have to make a conscious decision to overthrow that thought. You make a conscious decision to overthrow that melody. You make a conscious decision to overthrow anything that is seeking to exalt itself above the knowledge of God. It's a conscious decision that you make. Jesus has already paid the price. Jesus has already done it for us. But we must walk into the reality of the thing that God has done for us. It's like saying I have bought a Bible for you, but you must come and collect it. Okay. It's like saying I've bought food for you, but you must come and collect it. Okay. So Jesus paid the price. He did it for us, but we must walk in it. That is why even salvation, even though it was done for us, even though it was done for us, we have to make a conscious decision by accepting Jesus as our Lord and personal savior. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm trying to avoid the comment section because it can be very destructive. I just looked at it and now, oh my, praise God. Okay, so let's, let's conclude, let, let's, let's land this plane, uh, in the next 20 minutes. Okay. Let's land this plane. Um, okay. Let's land this plane in the next 20 minutes and then we'll be done for the evening. Okay. Number one, practical manifestations of holiness, practical manifestations of holiness. So what we've looked at is how you can become holy, but we want to look at practical manifestations of holiness. Now, holiness, like any other reality, has got practical manifestations and it's very, very important for us to uh, it's very, very important for us to actually understand that there are practical manifestations to holiness, and those are mostly external manifestations to holiness. Now, I hear many people say, well, holiness is a state of the heart. Holiness is what is happening inside, okay? It's not what people are seeing. God does not look at the outward environment. God looks at the heart. Let me tell you something. That is a demonic teaching if you just look at it from that, that one angle, okay? It's it's true that God looks at the heart and that is why he starts intrinsically before he can move extrinsically. But you have to understand that God will first start intrinsically and then it will ripple into the external. Okay, every internal work must have external manifestations. If you have a sickness, for example, if you have a condition, they may say it's a heart condition. They may say, well, it's a stomach condition. They may say it's a blood condition. Eventually, that blood condition may start to give off external expressions and people will begin to see that what is happening inside is finding expression on the outside. It's very important for you to understand that, that any internal reality of God must find expression on the outside. Don't listen to all those, all those doctrines of demons that are saying in, it, it's, it's, all, it's only about what is happening on the inside. It doesn't matter what goes on on the outside. No, the internal work that God is doing must find expression on the outside. If the work God is doing on the inside is not finding expression on the outside, after some time, we will begin to question as to whether the work happening on the inside is godly. Because the work happening on the inside 
is going to ripple into the external. It's very, very important to understand that. So there are practical manifestations of holiness, things that will show us that there is an internal work happening on the inside that is finding expression on the outside. So intrinsic work will find expression on the outside, okay? Intrinsic, extrinsic. So it will start internally, but then it will find expression externally. So God will start from the inside. He will work on your heart. So sometimes you will notice that when someone comes to the Lord, okay, they will be walking in holiness quite all right, but their external look does not look like one moving in holiness. But let's give them some time. That internal work will start to find expression on the outside. Okay, I remember when we gave our lives to the Lord, God had started working an internal work. But, you know, the external was still being worked on. Many of us were saying, you know, we'll just be doing holy sagging. You know, you know, sagging time was not bad. Call it holy sag. You know, I don't even know why people loved sagging so much then. I don't know what made it cool. That's when you know some things, you know, are, you know, are spirit channeled demonic things. You know, why do you want to show your Superman boxer to everyone else? All on our Superman boxer. You know, say, you know, it's just holy sagging. But when the, when the internal work started finding expression on the inside, the internal work is finding expression on the inside. All of the sudden, I felt that I can't sag anymore. I can't do this anymore. So, okay, let me, let me not get ahead of myself. So anyway, um, praise the Lord. Practical manifestations of holiness. Okay, practical manifestation of Manifest now you have commando outfits. <laughs> okay, praise God. Okay, uh, practical manifestations of holiness. Number one, speech. Okay, practical manifestations of holiness, speech. Ephesians chapter number four and verses number 20, 29. Ephesians 4 29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others. Building others up rather according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. So every utterance that a holy person is making is building up other people. When you make utterances, are your utterances bringing people down or are they building people? Are your utterances a defined people or are they bringing people down? Your utterances should build. Your utterances should not entertain anything outside the context of what God has set for you. You should make utterances that build people up. You should be saying things that are building people up. Even when you are chatting, your chats should build people up. Your chats should encourage people to, to live a certain lifestyle. You know, you hear people saying things like, you know, and they are joking. I know this is just how we joke. But when you were kahule, no, those are not utterances that are building up. That is why the more you are speaking, 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 the more you are being metamorphosized. Okay, let me not use that. Or transfigured, transformed. I'll leave all the Greek and Hebrew to all the men of God. Okay, the more you are being transformed into that particular image. Okay, there's a metamorphosis that is actually happening. Why are you saying that to? each other okay you should speak words that build speak words that edify speak words that strengthen when people hear you they should be hearing you speaking proper language. It, even if it means being extra holy, begin to speak words. When you look at your friend, you say, ah, you are a mighty man of valor. When you call that sister, say, my sister, you are a mighty man of valor. Don't say, you are sexy. No, those are not words that are edifying. What You want, you, you want to find a wife, you are telling her she's sexy. Before you even marry her, you want to impart the spirit of lust. You want to impart the spirit of wardom. And then you bring in wardom and you're wondering, why is wardom happening in this household? You have been imparting it with spirit. 
speech. Tell her you are a mighty woman of valor. You know, you are the fairest. song of Solomon. You know, praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Speech. The way you speak to other people. The way you talk about other people. They shouldn't be, you know, vulgar language coming from you. As a believer, there should be a certain way in which you speak. It's very, very important that your speech finds expression uh, and, and interfaces with the spirit of holiness. It's very, very cardinal and very, very important. Number two, conduct. Okay, conduct. Okay, conduct. Your conduct should manifest holiness. Okay, your conduct should manifest holiness. Let me read something for you. It's a long portion of scripture, but I'll read it either way. Okay, Galatians 5, 17 to 26. It says, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, sorry, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. Uh, they are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, decessions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies. All these things are being mentioned as patterns that are consistent to one that is not walking according to the template of the spirit. So we are now being told that there is a conduct of people that walk in the spirit. And if you read on that particular portion of scripture, it will now begin to tell you, but the fruit of the spirit is... The fruit of the spirit is, and I always say this, it doesn't say the fruits of the spirit. It says the fruit, because when you say the fruits of the spirit, it entails that you can have one fruit and not have the other, but it says the fruit. It means that when you have that one, it should encapsulate everything. Patience, all those things should be there. Self-control, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, all those things, joy, peace, forbearance, those things should be encapsulated in that fruit. That is why it doesn't say fruits, because if it was fruits, you can eat one, leave out the others. So now we are being taught that there is a pattern of which is not consistent with the spirit, which is involving all these things, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, hatred. Okay, if you are a person living in holiness, hatred should not find expression. If you are a person living in holiness, unforgiveness should not find expression. Sometimes the worst of people, the worst kind of people that have done the worst things to you, those are the ones you should forgive. It shows that you are living in holiness. Holiness is not just saying that you sang, you are holy. Holy you are Lord. And you are now singing, Lamb of God, seated. And you are singing all this puff. Aye, 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 warrior. That's not how we see that you are holy. We see holiness in things like, can you forgive? Can you forgive? Uh, this person lied about my character. Can you forgive? This person insulted me. Can you forgive? That's when we test holiness. Say, Lord, I walk in holiness. I walk in holiness. Then you see, I used, I, there, there were times in which, you know, women are very, very interesting. Sometimes my wife would so much just do something and I'm so, so upset. I don't want to talk to her. I don't want to relate with her. I don't want to, I don't want to have anything to do. You know, those of you that are in relationships or those of you that are married, I know we are a huge chunk and I know there are many people that are married here as well. You know, you will find your partner and you are saying, Lord, thank you for the spirit of holiness. Thank you, oh God. Say, no, 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 no. Holiness is not going to manifest like that. It's not just that you chanted. Holiness will manifest in the reality that you forgave. 
And you see, that is why I, I was, I think Anita shared something that Pastor Bruce um, CD had shared in one of their church services. And I loved what he said. He said, God does not ask us to be like us. I'm paraphrasing. He asks us to be like the word, to be like Christ. He's, he's said, That's you. That is why the Bible did not rely on you because the Bible knows, yes, so the Bible now relies on the nature of Christ. Be like Christ. Emulate Christ. Follow Paul as he is following who? Christ. So you have to emulate Christ. Not to have last in it the Bible did not rely on that character the Bible knew that if we rely on you you know so the Bible does not rely on that nature the Bible is relying on the nature of Christ so your conduct should not be in consistency with how you feel your conduct should be in consistency to how Christ is. So there are times I don't feel, I am so upset. I don't want to forgive. I don't want to do anything. And the Holy Spirit says, forgive. Does your conduct emulate holiness? Okay. Does your conduct emulate holiness? Yes, I, I'm, I, I, I scooted in the copper bell for the longest time, Prophet Joseph. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. So all these things, Conduct that are being mentioned under conduct. Factions. What are factions? Small little groups. Now Pangama group. This is team so and so. This is team so and so. Listen, when two people argue, when three people argue, don't be the one at the forefront to say, us, we are, we are team Cham. Okay? These are team Prophet Joseph. These are team... No, 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 no. You shouldn't be at the forefront of creating factions. If you notice that the friend of yours, your friend, your friend argued with another friend, it shouldn't be room to say, seeing my friend argued with another friend, us, we are, we are, we are, we are team Ngela. Us, we are team Diana. No, 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 no. That's when you say, guys, I know you argued, but me, I can't tolerate factions. I can't in inherit hatred. Let's try and create peace. Does your holiness manifest through that? Or you are at the forefront of creating factions. Don't create factions. Create unity because holiness will manifest through conduct. Okay, let's move on. Holiness will manifest through conduct. How are you conducting yourself? Are you selfish? Are you jealous? Okay, all those things. Number three, Holiness, let's conclude. We'll conclude at number four so that Rakia uh, Tepabila, I can allow people uh, to meditate on the word. Okay, number three. Holiness will manifest through dressing, practical manifestations of holiness. Holiness will manifest through dressing. Earlier, I shared with you how that when God is doing an internal work, at first, you may discover the outfits you used to have, the things you used to have. You still have them. But as you begin to walk with God closely, you will discover that there are certain things you will not emulate anymore. Certain dressings you will not keep up anymore. Holiness will manifest through dressing. Dressing is important. Dressing is cardinal. I always tell the sisters, you are better off if you don't know what to do. If, if you don't know which one to wear, you are better off being Mother Teresa. You are better off being called Sister Holy. You are better off being called all sorts of names but you are dressed in a modest fashion it's very very important that you dress don't say it's just the skin no it's not just the skin you must dress in a modest way it's very very important that you dress 
modestly. Don't show too much cleavage. Why, why are you trying to show everyone everything? Say, no, you know, cleavage. No, that's why you are attracting the men you are attracting. Even the things you are doing, okay? They are showing you that you, are, you attract your kind. So don't start. Let me leave that issue. Proverbs chapter number 7 and verses number 10. Proverbs 7, 10 says, Then came out a woman to meet him. It's talking about a strange woman. If you've read Proverbs 7, okay, th that's the description of what is referred to as the strange woman. Okay, then came out a woman to meet him, dressed like a prostitute and with crafty intent. It says she was dressed like a prostitute. It tells you something, that if the Bible acknowledges that she was dressed like a prostitute, it means that there is a dressing that has been designated for for that class of people many of you are children of god but you are trying to dress like you know uh children of darkness don't do that okay why are you trying to show so much even you it's not it's not it's not just it's not just the the the, the women even the men okay because i know the men are happy say baby pastor pastor baby no even you the men where when you know that God has blessed you in an unusual way, don't wear all those sweat, sweat pants that you know, you know, uh, praise God. Don't wear all those strange, strange things. We don't want them, okay? Cover up well. Wear those kodros. I'm a kodro. In somebody amfwa. Or following somebody amfwa. Covering up properly. Okay. You know you are blessed. Mightily blessed. But then you want. You want. You are like Zanako. Okay. So we don't want. You know. You moving around anyhow. Just dressing up anyhow. Even you. You are a problem. So we don't want. If you know you are Zanako. Dress well. Okay. So dressing should be done modestly. And when there's an internal work happening on the inside. It will begin to find expression on the outside god will tell you with the way you dress the way you the way the way you carry yourself the way you wear you will notice that certain certain revealing clothings you will not like them anymore you know why are you trying to wear a crop top no wonder you are cropping your destiny because the way you are dressing just dress properly okay dress properly dress properly and if you notice that you have now come into the kingdom of god but your clothing is still referencing where you are coming from okay you can start slowly changing your uh wardrobe start slowly changing your wardrobe start slowly start slowly start slowly start slowly start slowly and when you begin to change your wardrobe it will be okay i will tell you something everything you are trying to achieve to say no men are liking when you show too much skin you know ladies like when you do no all those things you are trying to achieve when you live a holy life you attract the kind you want okay so dress modestly because one of the things you will realize is that holiness will manifest through dressing don't show too much cleavage don't show too much skin i'm a tanta you say have a pants and you're walking you're walking you're walking no and sometimes and and this last time uh, i wanted to address this i said mrs chilombo talk to the ladies address them i don't want to address this matter i know you will speak to them clearly but now i'm speaking as a father as a pastor okay and i know no pastor this message should have left to a woman this message should have left to I'll talk about it. And sometimes one of the things you must consider or factor in is body shapes and body sizes. There are some pieces of, and I'm, I'm, this is a practical manifestation of holiness I'm trying to give you. There are some pieces of clothes, clothing that may not necessarily match a certain body type, but for another body type, you may realize that it's actually okay. Okay, so understand yourself so that you are not putting so much out there. Okay, 
seller, I'll leave that for those that are wise. It's very important that you, under, you understand. I think you get what I'm trying to, to communicate. Okay, very, very important. Holiness will manifest even through how you dress. Is it that holiness is your dressing? No. Okay, it's intrinsic, but it will manifest through the dressing. So don't say because someone is dressed properly, it means they are holy. No, someone can be dressed properly, yet luana Okay, but one of the things you must know is that the intrinsic work will find external expression. Let me give the last one and then we can conclude. Okay, let me give the last one and then we can actually conclude. It's very, very important. You know, when you notice, you don't say, 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 you don't If you notice that, it means that already, so just start to work on that. Okay, it's very, very important. Okay, very, very important that you do that. Okay, so even that's why, let me, let me even speak prophetically. If there are people in here who are given to, um, to uh, design, maybe you are a designer, if you are in that category, let me, let me pray for you, let me release a grace. Anyone that has found themselves in that designing field, in that category, in that area, I speak a blessing over you in the name of Jesus. May you sew classy clothes, clothes that are nice, clothes that are beautiful, that will honor God and people will dress, wear them and then will still look good. Far be it that the people of the world are the only ones doing classy clothes that don't honor God. I pray that kingdom designers will release classy clothes that will honor God. And we also pray that for you tellers, you should be honest so that people are not frustrated with you. Okay, Christian tellers, be honest also so that we don't go to people that are not given to the Lord. You know, why were to be you know, sometimes sometimes I even get shocked. Someone buys at air outfit in air outfit in shirt at air outfit in. That's the entire outfit. Oh no, Pastor Air outfit in. It's it's because you have met a tailor that is inspired, getting inspirations from spirits of lust. But we are going to pray that God will give inspiration to many of the people in here that are given to tailoring, to sewing. We are praying for inspiration so that you can sew clothes that honor God and are beautiful. We want beautiful clothes that those clothes that that pastor was wearing are so lovely. I want to wear that. Okay, we, we should influence every sphere. Okay, we should influence every sphere. The last one. Uh, and then I think we'll close. Let me give the last one. Uh, number number four. Uh, number four, the flesh. Sorry, <laughs> I'm now reading P- Prophet Joseph's um, message. Sorry, number four, your thoughts. <laughs> Practical manifestations of holiness. Your your thoughts. Okay, your thoughts. Matthew twenty, Matthew five twenty eight, Matthew five twenty eight. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Okay, your thoughts are very, very cardinal. You may say, well, pastor me, I dress well. Pastor me, I look well externally. I worship in church. I'm doing everything rightly. It seems everything for me is going on well, pastor. Uh, You know, I, I don't seem to be bothering anyone. But your thoughts are dirty. And that is why I remember uh, many years ago, you know, many years ago, I, I, you know, okay, let me not share that. But then there's people also that have said me, I'm a good boy. I don't drink. I don't club. I don't do any terrible thing. In fact, I'm just home for most of the times. But if we checked your thoughts, do your thoughts honor God? 
Because there are people that are saying, me, I'm just a good boy. I'm just a good girl. I, I don't do anything bad. I don't insult anyone. I don't go clubbing. I don't go drinking. You know, I don't fornicate with anyone. Listen, according to the spirit's template, it's saying, if you even dare look at a woman like that, you have already committed it. And when you peep the testimony in the spirit, when you peep into the spirit and you see that testimony in the spirit, one of the things you will discover is by looking into the template in the spirit is that the one who did it physically and the one who did it just by imagining, the template in the spirit is that there is no difference. They can't tell the difference. Demons can't tell the difference. Spirits can't tell the difference. If you just looked at a woman lustfully in that regard and the one who did it physically, when the spirits look, into the template, they will notice that, ah, all of them are fornicators. Then you'll be saying, but me, I didn't fornicate. You thought it, okay? Because thoughts are that powerful. Thoughts are that powerful. Now, before I conclude, I want to say that God is committed to having you walk a holy life. Be ye holy for I am holy. The reasons why he is calling you to be holy is because it's possible. God is not evil. He is not an evil father. He will not ask of you something that is not possible. He will not ask of you something that he knows is not unattainable. So if he's telling you that you can be holy, it means you can be holy. If he's saying be ye holy, it means you can be holy. Every lying spirit that has been telling you you can't be holy is lying is lying. You can walk a holy life. You can walk a holy life. And holiness is not a manifestation of pure effort alone. Even though there is a step you must take, holiness ultimately becomes a manifestation of rest. You rest in the works of the Holy Spirit. You rest in the works of what God has done. And you present yourself you present your body as a living sacrifice and he will help you. Say, Lord, I am here. I have not been walking rightly. I have not been living rightly. My conduct, my speech, my dressing, my thoughts. Sometimes I don't even know what to do with my thoughts. The thoughts that I am thinking, if anyone ever even heard, ever saw what I've been thinking, I don't know what it would be. Holy Spirit, help me. You present yourself. It takes humility, I tell you. Don't be so pompous when you need to be helped. Don't be so so pompous when you need to come before God. Go before him and say, Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, I have not been living rightly. Be honest with yourself, child of God. Don't, don't let anyone fool you. Don't be looking at the way we are all chanting, the way we are worshiping, the way we are praying for 36 hours, the way we are praying for 24 hours. If in the 24 hours you realize you have not been living rightly, stop for a minute. Go to one corner and say, Holy Ghost, help me. I know we are in a 24-hour prayer marathon. And everyone keeps on calling me a commando, but I'm not living rightly. Don't let anyone fool you by the title they are giving you. You are a commando, you, you, you are a commando. But you know, deep down within yourself, I have not been living rightly. Go before God and say, Lord, I don't even qualify for this title they are calling me for. Lord, help me. They are calling me a prayer warrior. People are coming to me asking for advice. Meanwhile, I am not living rightly. Make me holy. Cultivate the culture of holiness within me. Pray, you should pray that prayer in humility and it will help you mightily. And you will notice that something about you will change because you are honest with God. You are honest with yourself.